Hello, everyone, and welcome to Paula's Point, a podcast on the top stories making news in Canada. Here at Paula's Point, I work to bring millennials and Gen Zs the news right to your homes, your cars, or wherever you are, while providing my point of view and take on what's happening here in Canada. I'm really excited to bring to you three top stories each day and make them digestible so that you too can stay informed and connected. With that being said, let's jump right into it. Here are top three stories for Tuesday, November 3rd. The 2020 U.S. presidential election is here, and we will have to see how America will vote today. Today, thousands of Americans are going to the polls to cast their ballot. Will it be Biden or Trump? That's the question on everyone's mind. However, the winner of the election might not be called before Wednesday morning or days after that. In the midst of a global pandemic, the election is like no other. All 50 states administer the vote according to their own rules, with different guidelines on how to vote and when to count and report them. And because of the pandemic, this may create a bigger delay, especially with counting votes by mail. Ultimately, it will come down to the winning candidate needing to secure 270 or more electoral college votes to win the presidency. Now, for those of you who do not know, Americans pick their preferred candidate for president, but they don't directly elect that person. That responsibility falls to the electoral college. There are 538 electors in the electoral college, divided among each state, and the electors vote based on the results of the popular vote in the respective state or district. This is important to note because in the United States, a candidate can win the popular vote but lose the election. Because the presidency is decided by the Electoral College and different states have different levels of representation, some states carry much more weight than others. Swing and battleground states like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan states are ones to look out for. Now, What exactly does this mean for Canada? The U.S. is Canada's closest neighbor and largest trading partner, with the U.S. political climate and presidential outcome having major effects on Canada and its foreign relations with other states. From trade, relations with China, climate change to immigration, Canada will be impacted. Joe Biden, for example, promised that if he wins, he would cancel the Keystone Pipeline from Alberta, And Trump announced last month a permit for a rail project that, if built, could eventually ship Canadian oil through Alaska. Canada and the U.S. are long-term economic partners. We share a border, and ultimately, the Canadian economy is somewhat dependent on the U.S. economy. So yes, we will be watching closely to see what happens today just south of the border. Moving on to our next top story of the day. The Public Health Agency of Canada is recommending Canadians choose three-layer non-medical masks with a filter layer to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Chief Public Health Officer Dr. Theresa Tam made this recommendation today at a briefing in Ottawa. 
Confirmed cases of COVID-19 have been rising across Canada for weeks, averaging almost 3,000 cases daily for the past seven days. This comes amidst many provinces announcing new measures as numbers continue to climb, from Alberta Premier Jason Kenney urging people to avoid large gatherings, to now Ontario Premier Doug Ford introducing a new color code system to classify regions Every province is putting on different measures to try to prevent the numbers from climbing. It's going to be a difficult winter with questions as to how the new season could influence the spread, with possibly more people shifting to hanging out indoors, with less ventilation happening, there could be a chance of the virus spreading. And with the holidays coming up around the corner, that may create a bigger increase in numbers. Now, federal health experts see three-layered non-medical masks as new measures Canadians should look to this winter. And our third and last story of the day. The federal government is making moves to change the Broadcasting Act, requiring online streaming services to contribute as much as $830 million a year towards Canadian content by 2023. The Liberal government announced new policy changes today, with Bill C-10 being introduced, ultimately expanding the authority of Canada's broadcasting regulator, the Canadian Radio, Television and Telecommunications Commission, to include online streaming services and to impose penalties. The CRTC will ensure that online streaming platforms like Netflix and Spotify operate under certain rules. This is a move in an attempt to help ensure that the Canadian content producers and creators are supported. In other words, the federal government wants online streaming services to follow certain guidelines that traditional cable is already required to do. With these amendments to the Broadcasting Act, it means companies such as Netflix, Disney+, and many more could be forced to invest hundreds of millions into Canadian content, music, and stories. There's no exact timeline for when this would potentially become law, but Canadian Heritage Minister Stephen Gilbeau says the aim is to bring the changes in as quickly as possible. And that's all for today's show. Please make sure to follow me at Instagram and Twitter at Paola Floro. I'd love to hear more about what you think of today's show topics. Until next time.